Hey, this is Erin Lindstrom, and you're listening to Thank You For You. This is a show about celebrating and acknowledging our humanness as well as our beingness, the easy and the hard, the gifts and the (laughs) gifts we don't really like but choose to accept anyway. This is a show about and for people in pursuit of more peace, more joy, more money, more justice, and more of the awe that life has to give us. Thank you for being here, and thank you for you. Welcome to the welcome. (laughs) You have arrived. This is the first official episode of the Thank You For You podcast. I am your host, Erin Lindstrom, and I'm so glad you're here and listening. Thank you for taking the time. Um, And yeah, this is the beginning of a really exciting journey. This podcast has actually been... um, in pre-production for years, <laughs> meaning it's been an idea, it's been an intention, it's been uh, something that's always been on the list, and I'm so grateful that we have arrived um, to the point in my timeline that this is now real, <laughs> and you can now listen, and um, yeah, like be a part of it. So the point of this podcast is a couple different things. Number one, I want to connect with you. I want to share um, stories. I want to share lessons, different things that are going on, and just really have a way to bring even more value to my audience and community. And yeah, that's really number one is like, how can we add value, right? And the second thing is, to me, relationships are one of the most important things in my life (laughs) Um, and in my business. And so over the last, uh, I think, nine years, (laughs) which is crazy, um, but seven years, like for real, for real. And, you know, in the, in the last, well, I guess really the last seven, like that's, that's been the most building and putting, you know, all the time and sweat equity into it. And really, Building relationships has been the most important thing that I've done. It's the most important thing that I continue to do. And through doing that, I have met so many incredible humans who are in the pursuit of, you know, more joy, more happiness, more peace, more money, um, and more expression, expansion, all of these things. And so on this podcast, I'm inviting in a lot of my favorite humans and some people that I actually don't know very well, but I either have a feeling or a mutual connection or something like that where I trust that they're going to have something really epic to share with you. And this podcast really allows me to bring them to you. So I hope that each time you tune in, you get to take a little piece um, of information or a new way of looking at something, or maybe it's all stuff you already know. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, when you're listening to something and you've already heard it, but you hear it a new way. I love moments like that because the thing is, we are all very smart. Like we are capable. We know a lot more than we tend to give ourselves credit for. And sometimes it's really helpful to hear something again in another way. And as you're doing the inner work and personal development, I find that you can actually receive things differently and really start to understand things that you thought you knew forever in a different way. And you start to see things differently in your own life. Um, and that's really, really powerful because that's transformation. And that's when things really start to change, when you start to embody what you know and actually use it in your everyday life. And so my hope is that this podcast can be part of whatever your self-care regimen is um, to show up for yourself 
and to really connect um, with your human and your being. Uh, if you don't know, I have a program called Human Being Club, which is a coaching membership, and it's one of the fav- my favorite things that I do. And the reason is because we, I think we can all agree on this, <laughs> we are human beings. And the interesting thing to me about human beings is that we're not just human and we're not just being (laughs) like, we really are a blend of that, like magical possibility of like universal energy and bodies. (laughs) You know what I mean? And we all have that in common. And it's fascinating because so much of our world is designed for the human part of us and not for the being part of us. And I would even say that really the only structure in our culture is church and religion that creates a space for the being part. Now, there is new age stuff and there's always been other things going on. But as far as the mainstream goes, I feel like the beingness has always been really reserved for church on Sundays and that's it. And I don't, I don't love that. (laughs) So part of this is me creating something that's a little bit different because we're human beings every day, not just on Sunday morning. And guess what? I, grew up in the Catholic church and I had a lot of questions over there. Like I was the kid asking my mom, why do I have to go to CCD? Why are there no women on stage or in leadership in this organization? I know, but seriously, that was me as a seven-year-old, like absolutely asking those questions. Um, and also wondering like, are, are these stories true? And like, do these rules apply? And why? And why? And why? And my mom told me that you don't have to believe all of this, but I want you to have a foundation. And I can appreciate that now in a way that I couldn't as a kid. And what I feel like is cool. Thank you for the foundation that left me with a lot of questions um, and a lot of things that don't feel right to me with like patriarchy and misogyny. And there's just so many things ingrained that don't feel good to me. And it's okay if you're okay. You know what? Like, I'm not trying to change anyone's opinions. I'm just sharing with you what's happening over here for me. Um, but I still have a very strong desire to connect. And when I say connect, I mean, you know, with my higher self, with the universe. Um, and also in my relationships, I actually find that connection too. I think it's really interesting how when you're surrounded with and talking to people who, are on a similar path of development and really that pursuit I'm talking about, there is an incredible connection that happens because you can see not just yourself, but really the human experience in each other. You can understand grief in a different way and you get to hold space for someone who's really on a journey and who's really expanding into themselves. And that to me is healing. And that is miraculous in my world. Um, and I would put that on the being side of things. And then on the human side of things, it's like our everyday normal stuff. We're showing up on earth. Um, when I talk about sales and money mindset, which is what my business is based on, I am someone who's always talking about the strategy side of things, the super like practical, how can we take action? And I'm also talking about like the more mindset, the more personal development, the more woo stuff, because we are both. And to me, you can go out there and sell like we could I've worked at a grocery store, right? And I had no problem selling any of the groceries. <laughs> like not a problem. It's food, I will sell it to you. When you step into your own business or your own talents, your own skills and you go to sell them, a lot of shit can come up because we have 
feelings <laughs> and we are attached to the things that we're selling because our values wrapped up in it, our identity is wrapped up in it, um, and our worthiness can be wrapped up in it. And I think the personal development work that goes alongside running a business is really sort of like detaching that. A lot of people will tell you to charge your worth. However, you are infinite, infinitely worthy. So your prices can't match your infinite worth. Sorry. That said, you can come to your business with confidence. You can know the value of your work and you can price accordingly. And so to me, it all comes down to those two things, the like practical and then the more metaphysical side of things. Today, what I kind of want to break down with you is this concept of following your heart. So <laughs> I think cliches are really fun and interesting. And so we might end up going through a bunch of cliches on this podcast. And this is the first one that I kind of want to dig into because um, when people say follow your heart, I think a lot of times we, as parents, we want to pass this down to our kids or even as children, maybe our parents wanted it, wanted to pass that down to us. And also, maybe they didn't because they wanted us to be safe and smart and successful. And to them, following your heart was not the way. Following the path of go to school, get an education, graduate, get married, have a baby, work, and then retire many years later and finally enjoy your life. So maybe they didn't preach follow your heart. <laughs> but wherever you are with that, follow your heart is a message we've seen um, out in the world, probably more often than not. But what they don't tell you about following your heart is that by the time you're an adult and really starting to be in charge of your journey, right? And your independence, your trajectory and that following piece, right? They don't tell you that your heart will probably be wrapped, um, with trauma by that point, that you will have been through things that closed your heart, that, you will have been hurt. You will have learned things about the world. And I don't mean to create a super bleak picture, but just the fact that like, that's the human experiences. This shit is hard, right? Um, so not many people are 30 and have never had anything bad or hard happen to them. And now I just want to point out too that like, I am very aware that I am a currently 32 year old white woman. Um, and I don't know everything. I definitely have privilege and I also have you know, a story where I grew up, uh, in a divorced family. Um, we were on food stamps for a while. I have six figures. I don't anymore. I have five figures now, but I had six figures of student loan debt. Um, I, I've been through some things. My, yeah, family members have been in prison. Um, there, there's just a lot has happened and I don't share that from like a victim-y standpoint, but I just want to let you know that, um, I do have some life experience too. <laughs> so, okay. So that said, coming back to following your heart, like the thing is our, most of our young adult lives, right? From our teenage years into our early twenties, as we're navigating, like we don't necessarily build trust with ourselves to follow our hearts. A lot of times we're doing trial and error and actually learning in the opposite direction about all the reasons why we shouldn't trust ourselves. And so it's interesting, but when we think about the concept of following, like when you follow the leader, you don't question the leader, right? Or at least not in an ideal world. If you think about a follower who's like pestering and constantly second guessing and asking questions, like that's going to really annoy a leader, right? Um, however, <laughs> like we're, we're supposed to be following our hearts, but do we do that or do we question everything? Most of the time, most of us question a lot of stuff. So the thing about trusting is that it requires bravery. 
And we don't typically associate bravery with following, right? Um, following usually means that we're weak, <laughs> that you are not thinking for yourself, um, and that you're kind of like letting someone else or something else guide you versus doing what you know is right. And when you're following your heart, you actually are following yourself, right? But we don't always remember that. And when we talk about like the human piece and the being piece, if we let the heart be the being piece, when your human tries to follow, it tends to be more of that like pesky follower that's like, are you sure? Can you? Uh, hello, is this right? What if it's not? Blah, blah, blah. Because it has worries and it has fears and it's okay to have all of that. And it's something to just acknowledge and be aware of, right? So when you are following your heart or your higher self, it's part of you, right? Like that is the being part um, where I feel like in the being part, it's really where pure knowing exists and it isn't just based on information. So take a second and you can kind of like check around on this, whether you want to journal later or just listen now. Um, but we have to get curious about how we work and how we're making decisions and taking action. So you can ask yourself questions like, what do I want? <laughs> um, also, what do you want that you don't think you can have? Like, what do you avoid saying when that question comes up? What would you do if you weren't afraid? And what choices would you make if you let your knowing lead instead of your need to know? And I feel like that last one is really it. Like, what would your knowing do versus your need to know? And that is really trust. And in order to follow your heart, you have to build that. And by following your heart, you do build that. Otherwise, (laughs) we're that obnoxious follower, right? (laughs) Your heart is here to lead, but you, your human, has to trust it to do so. And that's really surrendering. Um, And it's not dumb, to do so. So many of us have stories about being stupid or not trustworthy. We think that all of our mistakes are evidence that we shouldn't move forward. And that may or may not be like conscious for you, right? Like you might not walk around thinking, I'm stupid every day. But if we really unpack why we don't do certain things or what holds us back, a lot of times it's because we have a subconscious belief that we are not good enough, that we've messed up in some way, that we're not worthy of what we want, or that we're not good enough for it, smart enough for it, trustworthy enough for it. So about two years ago, I had um, a conversation with a really wonderful friend who I love and adore, and he has since died. Um, and I don't know if I'll ever forget this. We were sitting outside of a restaurant and Um, I was getting ready to leave and we were talking and we had had many a talk. Like we would sit on my front porch and have big talks about the universe. And he said to me, like in passing, he's like, well, like you're one of the smartest people I know and blah, 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 like the rest of the conversation. And I heard that and was like, my head paused and it was like, what? Like I'm, I was shocked, which is, silly as I say this out loud, you know what I mean? Um, but I just never thought of myself like that. And I didn't say anything in the moment. I just like listened and c- carried on in the conversation, but I kind of bookmarked that for myself to unpack it later. And as I, you know, the next day I was kind of like journaling and thinking about this, I really, I tried to intentionally unpack it and I was thinking about it and I'm like, okay, well, I didn't get the best grades. I 
that said, like I was an honor student, but I was an honor student who knew how to do the bare minimum and get by. Um, I failed a class in college. Hi, macroeconomics. Like <laughs> I didn't even go to the class because I d- didn't get it. I didn't ask for help. Like, and so I got a f- an F, man. And then I took it again and I think I got a C the second time, which again, I didn't apply myself, but that leaves you with a story of like, you're not smart. And also, like in my personal life, I've gotten divorced. I've been cheated on. Like none of that leaves you feeling like, oh my God, I'm brilliant. Um, and that said, in my professional life, I was winning, 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 but having that kind of running in the background, it matters and it does like take a toll, even if it's silent. So all of that made me feel stupid or led me to believe that I was. I didn't actually feel stupid. I just didn't believe that I was super smart. If that makes sense. Um, and because I'm smart, right? I don't trust stupid people. And so <laughs> you can check in with yourself around that. Like you probably have a pretty good, um, read that like you, you don't trust everyone, right? But if you subconsciously don't trust yourself, that's going to be a problem when we're trying to build our businesses or build our lives to what we want them to be. So I found myself not fully trusting and not really fully seeing my power. And it's stories like that that quietly hold us back from ourselves and our power. Not to mention, like in 2012, I experienced sexual assault. And there's part of me that can still tell, like, that there's parts, um, There's parts of that story that if I were to tell you the whole thing, I would still feel like there are parts that are my fault. And I'm in therapy (laughs) and it's not holding me back in the way that it once did. Um, And that is something I'm still healing. But if we think about how many women have experienced something like that, sexual assault, right? I can only imagine how many of us are holding back from trusting ourselves because someone else wasn't trustworthy. Because... At some point, we handed over our power, and now we feel like it's not ours to hold. And so just, again, (laughs) by the way, this is what conversations with me are like. (laughs) We get deep real fast, okay? Um, But really just checking in around, like, was there ever a situation that, you know, you feel like you lost trust in yourself and just kind of looking at like, is it really a you thing or is it a someone else thing? Like what needs to be healed there, right? To move forward. And I just want to acknowledge too that I'm saying, I'm talking about women in this. I know that men are sexually assaulted as well. And yeah, trauma does not choose gender. Um, I think everyone is susceptible. So throwing that out there, whatever, whatever feels right to you. But here's the thing, like it is your power. You are powerful and you can be trusted. And it's okay if you can't feel that 100% right this minute. Um, the trusting is a process. It's a journey and it's a commitment to you. It's not about being perfect or never making another mistake. It's about noticing where you aren't trusting, asking why and deciding if you want to change it. And then we can look at the how. So it's not about figuring out how first. The how is actually last. And that's really the human side of it is the how. That's the path and the strategy. And it's only helpful if you're committed to the destination. But here's the thing about destinations that no one tells you (laughs) is that the destination isn't a specific outcome. The destination is unity between you and your heart, your human and your being, your knowing and your need to know. So to follow your heart, 
You have to listen to it, which means that you have to give it space to speak. And it might speak in the language of pain and sadness before the language of vision. And while you may not understand it, the message will be clear. So as we go into the next day and week and year and minute and second and all these things, I would just ask you to hold some space for your heart and to let her express what's here for her and be with it. Ask her what she needs because she's probably been quieted for a while. And maybe like I think of it sometimes as a volume control, right? Maybe that volume control is only down 10 or 12%. Maybe it's down 95%. But here's the thing. If your heart's going to lead you, leaders aren't quiet with their needs or intentions. And so it's up to you to kind of make space for your heart to speak to you, which sounds a little, um, you know, a little weird as I'm saying it out loud, but hopefully you get what I mean. Like if we're going to let our hearts lead, then you have to be able to listen to it, which means you have to let it speak. And so many of us have like closed on up because we're afraid to, or because we learned it's not safe or, you know, dot, 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 like (laughs) insert your own story there. And so like, as you kind of let your heart open back up, you can let her know that you're ready to follow. And that the next time she leads, which may be today, um, it might be to like cry. That is your heart leading you when you have feelings and they want to be expressed and released. Like that is your body and heart leading. Um, it might be the message to like, go to the beach, get into nature, that is your heart leading. Um, and it might be to like take that next step in your business or creative journeys or in your family journey. Like it might be that knowing that you hear that whisper of like, do this next thing. Um, it can, it can speak in all different ways to you. And as the path unfolds, you'll see that you can learn from everything. And that's really where the trust develops. A lot of times we have desires to pull us in the direction of something, and it's not about attaining the desire. It's about who we become on the path to that desire. Part of leading and being brave is following. Part of giving a great talk is about listening first to your audience so you know what to deliver. Part of serving an amazing meal is cooking and going grocery shopping. And all of that is kind of modeling the whole idea of being on the path, right? Being in pursuit. So listen to your heart. Let it speak to your body, honor what it's telling you by listening and by taking aligned action. And that is what ultimately is following your heart. And so on the journey of this podcast, you're going to hear from a lot of people who have followed their heart and not perfectly because P.S. like all of this (laughs) has ups and downs. It has experiments. It has things that we think are going to work and then don't. We have identity shifts. Like none of this is easy necessarily, but I think it's harder to live in a way where you're not listening and you're not honoring what you know. When you're not, when you're not honoring your knowing, that's really, really hard. I find that it's much more satisfying to listen and then do the hard things that come with listening versus avoiding. And that's really, I feel like what's really being alive and what's really digging into expression and what really allows us to be creative, not just in making artwork, but with our lives. Like this is our creation. You only get one chance in this body on this earth at this time. And so why don't we make something beautiful? And beautiful might be hard (laughs) and beautiful might be challenging and beautiful might be easy sometimes. Um, But that's beauty, man. It can be all of those. And that's life. 
Thank you so much for joining me here on Thank You For You. The reason it's called this is because I actually say this all the time. I seriously mean it from the bottom of my heart. When I say thank you for you, I think that you are so important that you have desires that you have knowing for a particular reason. And when you follow that and are someone in this world who's lit up and doing your work, that is the most important thing we can do. That's what I want my kids to see other people doing in this world. That is bravery. That is courage. That is honesty. And to me, that's really what makes it different to just be alive than to be living. So sincerely, thanks for being here. I'm so excited for this journey and I will talk to you guys soon. Hey, it's Erin and I want you to know that you matter. Everything you're doing and everything you've done, it all matters. It all counts because you are important to the people around you, your family and friends, your audience, your clients, and quite honestly, to the world. Whether you're changing lives on the front line or changing lives while you're changing diapers, your presence matters. Every life you touch counts. And from just one interaction, there can be infinite, meaningful effects. And for that reason, I wanna thank you for showing up and doing the work to be with yourself and share your light and your gifts and your love with those around you. If you want support with any of this human being stuff, you're always welcome to join me inside of my coaching membership, Human Being Club at humanbeingclub.com or follow along with me on Instagram for more behind the scenes, silly stuff at Erin Lindstrom. Once again, thank you for being here and thank you for you.